Let's head to central Otago. Mike Casey, star of Country Calendar a month or so ago. Hey, Mike, always good to chat to you on the country. Did you survive the frosts over the weekend? Yeah, we uh, we were pretty close, actually. It got down to about negative one for where our cherries are at. It's pretty much the tipping point where we start to lose crops. So we brushed negative one for about an hour. Um, but, yeah, overall managed to largely keep it above negative one. So... All in all, yeah, pretty happy with the way it ended up. It could have it could have been a lot worse, put it that way. Yeah, well, as I said, we're a country of two halves. A lot of the horticulture growers in the North Island are now worried about another rain event. That's right. Like, um, for us, hopefully, hopefully, the, you know, these it was about 2018, I think, uh, we got pretty heavily affected by a, a late Labor weekend frost, um, and this was due to be a repeat. But um, luckily enough, it wasn't wasn't as bad, but I think it just shows, yeah, the, everything's sort of changing in this space and we're sort of having to prepare more and more for, you know, these adverse weather events that are coming our way. And, and in our case, in horticulture, it's definitely frost. And then once we've moved beyond the frost, I was just having a laugh with my, uh, my sheep and beef farmer neighbour the other day that he wants as much rain as possible over Jan- uh, December and January and we want as least rain as possible. So we've got opposing dances going on. Yeah, because um, that, pop, that pops your cherry. It does indeed, yeah. We, the last thing we want is... Uh, Pop cherry, no, you don't want that. Yeah. Hey, Rowena, stop looking at me like that. I'm shaking my head. uh, Yeah. Um, As I hear, in fact, I heard it from you at about 5 to 12 when we were teeing up this interview, Mike Casey, I hear there's a few cherry orchards on the market in central Otago. I thought uh, you were getting really good returns. It, um, It definitely appears to be that way. I think it's just the case of you've got older-fashioned growing styles and you've got more modern growing styles. Um, the older-fashioned growing styles are just easier to set up, cheaper to set up, but far more labour-intensive. And in this uh, market that we find ourselves in now, where we're a high-wage economy competing in a global commodity market, um, you know, at, at some point those operational costs are, are going to are kind of come calling. And um, I just think there's a, at the stage now where there's a lot of older-style orchards that are unable to make ends meet in the, in the current climate, which is unfortunate. How much of a premium do you get for your zero-carbon cherries? Uh, in the domestic stores, uh, we got about 15%, which was really, really quite cool. Um, this will be our first big export year. So we exported about eight tonnes of cherries to Taiwan last year and had them go into Carrefour supermarkets, which was pretty awesome. But really hard to tell if there's actually a premium there. But we'll probably have about 30 tonnes sitting overseas this year and a lot more data and hopefully uh, be able to tell if there is actually a, a gate return premium for for doing things this way. I'm, I'm sceptical at the moment whether the export market is is ready to pay more, but, you know, hopefully within a few years, if we if we keep towing the same line, there might be some rewards there. Talking about supermarkets, I saw some commentary from you on X, the artist formerly known as Twitter, this morning about what's happened with this independent supermarket player that's gone into receivership up oh, against... Soupy. Soupy, yes, thank you for uh, f- filling in the word there for me. Soupy's gone into receivership or administration, whatever you want to call it, because it can't compete with the supermarket duopoly. You made your fortune, I think, as an entrepreneur over in Sydney, and you were saying the same thing has happened there to a company called Milk Run. Yeah, that's right. So essentially when you're trying to compete with as much scale, you know, against incumbents with huge scale, and you've got really low margins, um, ultimately at the end of the day, 
it takes a lot of money to figure out how to engineer a, a business, um, you know, a business structure, a big business mechanism that's going to start making money sustainably in the long run. Um, and in the case of Milk Run, it was just got to a point where, um, you know, I'm, I'm one of the mates of the the original founder of Milk Run, Danny Millam, and he was, you know, he sort of said that. Uh, at the end of it, they just got to a point where the investors lost confidence and, and no more money was able to come in. And at what point you go into administration really quickly. And I don't know the, the ins and outs of you know what's happened with Supi, um, but it sounds to me like that's the exact same same scenario. And it's it's, it's really unfortunate because we need entrepreneurs in New Zealand um, to drive competition forward. Um, you know, when 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 markets retract and competitors leave the market, ultimately it's the consumer that loses. Absolutely. We need to break the supermarket duopoly, but, uh, you know, we've seen Costco go into Auckland. Could uh, If Costco expanded around the country, would that be enough? They're never going to go to Cromwell, where you're based, are they? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the the end result is it's always just the more players you have in the market, the better. The more consumer choice you have, the better. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years with the reforms that are happening in the space, whether whether it encourages um, you know more more players in the space. But I think it's just a it's a really bad sign that you had a well funded startup that seemed to be doing really well. Uh, in this space, ultimately not be able to make ends meet um, due to investor confidence. I think that just sort of shows everyone how hard it is to, you know, to start producing a new competitor um, business in, in the space. Mike Casey uh, from NZ Zero. Final question for you: Have you got over the weekend? Not the frost fighting, the rugby. Oh God! Well, I tell you what, these frost fans from South Africa, the WhatsApp banter between the uh, company that makes them and, and our company has been uh, off the charts and. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I think uh, I think I've moved past my mild depression from the weekend and have, and have accepted reality. Um, and I think the great thing about the the Springboks rivalry, to be honest, is they they love their rugby just as much as we do. Um, and at the end of them, it was a fantastic win for them. And sorry for us. And we'll be back in four years' time to hopefully deal to them next time. Well, I'd sooner lose to the Springboks than the Palms. I'd agree with you on that. I think uh, I think there's something special about Springbok rugby fans. They're uh, definitely my second team. If I was to uh, ever go up, if, if they were to ever go up against someone that wasn't the All Blacks, that's for sure. Mike Casey, thanks for your time. Always appreciate it. Looking forward to your new season cherries. Your, your zero carbon cherries. I'm going to come up and taste one. And you they have to come and, up. And they better be the fifteen. They better be fifteen percent more tasty, Mike. They, oh, they definitely are. I promise you that. <laughs> Good man. There we go, Mike Casey.